is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I want to tell you, uh, Rough Greens is our spon- uh, sponsor. My dog has changed. I don't know if yours has. My dog has changed. Somebody came into our house yesterday. I'm trying to remember who it was. Hadn't been there for a while. Um, came into the house, was doing some stuff with my wife, and he said, is that the same dog or is that a different dog? And he hadn't seen Uno in like six months. And she said, no, that's the same dog. She, he said, what don't, what's happened to him? He's different and huge. <laughs> yeah, he is. And he'll rip your throat out with glee right now. Um, he is a different dog. And it's all because of Rough Greens. His attitude is different. His activity level is different. Uh, he is, he's honestly, he's the happiest dog I've ever had now. It's so great. I'm so happy. And it's all coming from rough greens. It's not a food. It's all the good, healthy stuff. All the stuff that is alive, that's cooked out of food, uh, that your dog needs all the live nutrients necessary. Get a 14 day jumpstart challenge today. 1495. See the difference in your dogs in 14 days or less. Go to ruffgreens.com slash back roughgreens.com slash Glenn. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mm. Well, welcome to it. Our COVID update today. It looks like we've, we've, got, we've got some issues. Uh, insurance, according to Mike Pence, is going to cover all of the tests. 11 Americans now been killed by the virus. The first death in California. California is now in a state of emergency. What's happening in Seattle? I'd really like to talk to you if you live in Seattle. Tell me what it is like uh, to live in that area right now because it seems, at least from a distance, to be full-fledged panic. A thousand people in New York are now self-quarantined. New Hampshire's first patient that was told to stay isolated went to an event instead. And so much more. We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The metal of our character as Americans about to be tested this November. We are standing on a cliff overlooking the kind of political and moral drop from which our country has not seen in at least 100 years. As individuals, it is up to you and me to make good choices, even when it comes to something as simple as the cell phone service that we use. I would never, never do a commercial that sounded like that at the beginning of the commercial to get you to buy something if it didn't actually help the country. Here's why your cell service can Patriot Mobile is the only cell phone service that donates a portion of your monthly bill to organizations that fight for the values you believe in, the right to life, religious liberty, gun rights, and so much more. Patriot Mobile, their plans start at 25 bucks, and since all the towers, you know, for cell towers are all really owned by four different companies, everybody's on those cell towers. You're going to get the same great service, or, or I should say coverage, at Patriot Mobile, you're going to get better service. When it comes to customer service, it's the best. Switch today. Send your money where you want it to go. 
Right now, if you're working with one of these other cell companies, they are actually donating their money and working against the things you believe in. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck and get free at- activation when you use the offer code Beck, plus a free gift when you open a new line, or call their U.S.-based customer service team right now at 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Vote with your dollars. Support companies th- that are fighting for the values that you believe in and save money. Call 972-PATRIOT or go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. So Gavin Newsom declared a state of an emergency after announcing that California had 53 confirmed cases of coronavirus, including one death. The deceased patient was a a resident of... uh, of California was on a princess cruise ship that went from uh, San Francisco to Mexico last month. The boat's currently at sea, slated to return to San Francisco soon. However, they're delaying the cruise ship's arrival to give federal officials more time to prepare for that. LAX looks like one of the screeners has tested positive. One of the people who are screening you every day. Can you imagine having that job? Seattle has confirmed 10 new cases today. The latest coronavirus death is among the 10 cases confirmed on Wednesday. The patient who died was described as a woman in her 90s who lived at Life Care. That's a nursing home in which multiple cases and deaths have been reported. I can't even imagine what it is like to be in that nursing home, working at that nursing home, being a patient there, or having your parents there. Can you imagine if your mom or dad was in this nursing home? It's now quarantined, so you can't go and see them. The staff is overwhelmed, like nobody's answering the phone call. It's, it's like a, it's a bad, scary movie. And, you know, the, the stats on coronavirus, I, I, I want you to really try to understand what's happening here. Coronavirus is spreading rapidly, but it is not. And I have to be really careful because I'm in the target range. I'm at the bottom end of the target range. If you are under 18, nobody's nobody's died yet. Somebody will. But nobody's died yet under 18 in the world. Uh, it generally doesn't affect kids, children, and, and uh, adolescents. They can get it, but it's not that bad. Generally, people who are around 60 are the ones who start to get it, and they're the, the hardest hit. The ones who are dying, the median age is 80. So the median age of really being affected by it is 60. The median age of dying is 80. Now, with that being said, I don't want to lose my parents. I don't want to lose. Anyway, I, I mean, I know probably five people off the top of my head that if this happens and they get it, they probably will die. Some of them are younger than I am by far, but they're not healthy. So I want to be really careful that when we say, oh, it's, you know, it's just okay. It's like the flu. Okay. It, and yeah, but there are humans that are attached to that. And our hearts and our prayers and our thoughts go out to anybody who is struggling with this. Stu just said he was reading something, uh, just, um, what was it? A blogger yesterday, last yeah. night. 
yeah someone i follow on twitter that uh, does you know election stats and such and just said um uh, if if you're the praying type, pray for a person with a with a breathing tube currently down their throat on their last leg suffering from this horrible virus. Um, coronavirus sucks, particularly when it's threatening to kill members of your own family. That's so sad. I mean, I can't imagine being yeah. in. I mean, no, and no. It's, this is happening all over the place. And you're right. right. You might not be in the target here, but you will everybody know knows someone who yeah, is. You're going to know somebody. Now, listen, here's why this is being uh, this is getting to be to look like panic there's a couple of reasons and i'm going to go into what the government is doing economically that i don't understand um however when it comes to hey we're going to close schools we're going to declare a state of emergency they want people to stop traveling they want people to stay at home you know a lot of people don't have a choice because they either don't get paid or their boss yells at them because they're sick all the time. Anytime that anyone in this building comes in sick, we all look at each other and go, what are you doing? Go home. Go home. No, I'm not that sick. But you're going to get us sick. Go home. But people always are like, I'm going to soldier on. I'm going to be fine. I'm not that sick. Well, it's not about you. It's about everybody else. And that is the key on this one. They want to try to stop people from getting it so it doesn't spread throughout everywhere. You don't want 70% of the world having this, even though the vast majority are not really going to have a problem from it. It's not like any other virus we have seen. We don't think that you build up immunity. So you just get sick. And then what? The people we have to pray for are the people who are on the front lines of this, the people who are driving the ambulance, the people who are in the hospital, the nurses, the doctors, the firemen. This is why they're saying, please stop buying the N95 mask. Please stop buying it because they need it. And as much as it might make you feel better, they need it. And there is a global shortage on this. You might feel better. Well, I didn't get sick. Well, yeah, but maybe a nurse or a doctor did and either couldn't perform and couldn't help really sick people or they died. We are going to need every doctor, every nurse, every fireman, everybody on on duty. The people who are getting it are the ones who are serving those who are sick. We need to keep them in our prayers and and help them in any way that we can. That's why Italy is now banning all sports stadiums. All sporting events are, con- uh, are going to continue, but the fans won't be allowed to attend. We're talking about now, what is it, the, um, uh, the NCAA tournaments this year? They're now talking about the Final Four and all, all of the tournaments leading up to it not happening with crowds, just in empty stadiums. That's amazing. Amazing. Uh, that, yeah, that's a historic. It's, it's happening, and they've already done it in other countries where they're having soccer matches with empty stadiums. Right. I mean, it's, it's progressing pretty quickly down that road. Yeah. Uh, the Dow has added almost 1,200 points. That was yesterday. Uh, it went 1,173 points. That is up almost 5% just yesterday. Um, that comes after massive losses on Tuesday 
even though the Fed said, we're going to cut the rate. We're going to cut the rate. And then everybody freaked out and panicked. Why is the Fed doing that? And I'm going to give you some information on why we should be questioning this. Then it surged yesterday. It was up almost 1,200 points. And today, what does it stand now? We're opening the opening bells in about 15 minutes. What does it look like it's going to open? I'm saying between down five and 700 points, which... I mean, it used to be something really dramatic, right? And, but after this last couple of weeks, where it's been up a thousand and down a thousand so many times, it's hard to even put that in perspective anymore. We now have the second New York family infected, according to Governor Cuomo. Uh, one of the family's daughters tested negative, the governor said, but the father of the family came in contact with the Westchester attorney who had been diagnosed earlier he says there's going to be dozens and dozens and dozens of people who are sick united airlines has reduced flights in april they have announced that it's going to reduce its domestic flight schedule by 10 percent uh those are the domestic flights 10 percent reduction and international flights by 20 percent in april due to declining uh, demand the employees are offering the option to voluntarily apply for an unpaid leave of absence, instituting also a hiring freeze and suspending the 2019 merit salary increases until July. This is why we're going to have trouble with the economy. This is why the Dow is reacting. You have the airline industry already taking globally what they project to be a $30 billion hit. Um, and that's a problem. That's a problem. How many cruises? We are. Uh, I'm not going to talk about this on the air until you can just follow. If you're on our cruise, just follow the directions that you are getting in the mail. I just cut something, I think, a day or two ago uh, that should have gone out. We are on top of it. We are... Uh, we're going to have final decisions for you in the next few days. Um, but this is, there is a fine line between panic, uh, and, and, uh, insanity in the other direction. You have to find that fine line. Now, a thousand people are in self quarantine in New York. Yesterday, the Congress just approved. billion in emergency funds. Now, Donald Trump okayed, what was it, $2.5 billion for coronavirus. $2.5 billion. To put this into perspective, Barack Obama was praised in, I think, 2009, 2010, when he okayed a billion dollars for swine flu. Okay, well, that swine flu, I didn't do anything. Swine flu had killed a thousand people in the United States before the president did anything. What is the dead here in America? Eight? A thousand people. Swine flu killed 10,000 Americans. And the president was praised for giving a billion dollars after a thousand people had died. This president gave $2.5 billion when no one had died, and Congress just upped it to $8.3 billion. Now, I am not complaining. I'm just saying that's a lot of money really early. And another reason why people look at this and say, well, what is really going on? I mean, if they're doing this, 
why if they're saying it's nothing to worry about hospitals now are being told by the president's coronavirus task force uh, that they need to be more proactive in testing now here's the problem if you think you have the coronavirus you go to the hospital first of all alert the hospital call someone say i think i might have the corona virus what do i do don't just show up <coughs> in the emergency room if you think you have it call them in advance if you're going to call a, a, an ambulance let them know in advance the kirkland fire department now has a group of their firefighters that have to be quarantined and they can't do any emergency runs because when that first patient was called, no one said we might have coronavirus. They didn't know, but now we do. If you think you have it, call in advance so you are not exposing everyone else possibly to this. People are being told just self-isolate. This is one of the reasons why um, they are talking about canceling events, etc., etc., because maybe you shouldn't go to church. Is there a way to watch church, um, you know, at home? Is there a way to do church at home? Uh, do you have to go to the movies this weekend? This is going to hurt everything and everybody, but they're doing it. So it doesn't spread as fast. The best thing that everyone can do is isolate themselves as much as possible. It will stop this from growing out of control. It, it is less at this point about the number of people that will die as it will be about the number of people that are infected because it will overwhelm the system. And we all know, Cloward and Piven, what happens when you overwhelm the system. All right, here's a few things that you don't need in your life. You don't need a hole in your head. You don't need, you know, a lollipop that was uh, dropped on an airport floor that your kid is like, oh, lollipop, and slow motion putting it towards their mouth. And I really don't need a CD of Bernie Sanders singing the hits. Now, here's the other thing you don't need. Cyber criminals. You know, those delightful people whose constant goal is to steal your information. I don't need those guys in my life. You need powerful layers of protection for all of your devices, something that will give you security as well as online privacy. What you need is Norton uh, 360. Just this weekend, I had something happen in my life, and I have the basic Norton 360. And uh, Tanya and I were uh, away, and we got online, and it was really easy to do. We upgraded to the full boat uh, on Norton 360. This is something that I personally have and I personally really believe in. Norton 360 has layers of protection, including real-time uh, real device security, a VPN that has bank-grade encryption that helps keep things like logins and passwords secure and private. It comes with a password manager that creates, stores, and manages your passwords, credit card information, all of your credentials. It has a PC safe cam feature, which notifies you if cyber criminals try to use your webcam and helps block them. Now, nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but new Norton 360 is a powerful outlet for your cyber safety now until march 8th get 60 percent off your first year with an annual subscription so go to norton.com slash beck that's norton.com slash beck for up to 60 percent off we break for 10 seconds station id 
All right. The Dow is set to drop nearly 600 points at the opening. Uh, it has been a roller coaster for stocks. The S&P 500, however, has been relatively stable, has it not? Yeah, it's down a little bit. I think year to date, it's down two and a half percent, which is not uh, panic levels, although mm-hmm. it was a little higher. It it gone up a little bit yeah. from the beginning of the year to the beginning of coronavirus uh, hitting uh, the markets. But it's, you know, it's, it's, luckily we have a strong economy, but I, you know, there's only so much it can take, right? And this is happening in other parts of the world. When you talk to big manufacturing cities in China and, and sort of disrupting the global supply chain situation. So with that going on, mm-hmm. you run into a lot of issues where, I mean, you know, you're, this is, this is going to be very difficult for the world to just handle especially because we don't have treatments for it yet or vaccines or anything. Right. We don't know how big it's going to get. Uh, so we have, um, I'm taking your phone calls uh, at 888-727-BECK. Our phone screeners are working to uh, take your phone call right now. Uh, I really am interested in hearing from somebody who is in the Seattle area, uh, in, the, in uh, the area that is the Bellevue-Kirkland area, uh, where this is really taking effect. Stores are, are empty in many cases, toilet paper is on the rise. I got some great toilet paper shortage stories from all around the world today that you don't want to you don't want to miss. We'll do that. Microsoft and Amazon and other high tech firms are urging employees now to work from home. Uh, and I want to share a story with you about uh, what it's like to to live in Seattle where this is going on. I have a friend who wrote to me this morning and said, Glenn, I, I, I am, I'm not sick with the coronavirus, but I have the flu. My wife has the flu. My daughter has the flu. My dog seems even sick. And we went and they can't figure out what my daughter has. They say, it's not the coronavirus. Don't worry. But they don't know what she has. Uh, and so we're just kind of sitting at home. And he said, like, a lot of people on my street are sick. We don't think we have the coronavirus, but it is really, really freaky, this situation. He's like, this is like the beginning of, you know, all of those really bad zombie movies. This is the way it feels right now. And I can understand that. I don't think we're all going to turn into zombies. I think we make it to the summer. Keep calm and carry on. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So Huffler, Hustler Turf is best known for its complete lineup of residential and commercial zero-turn mowers, one of the largest manufacturers of zero-turn mowers, mowers in the country is Hustler Turf. They have been protect, uh, perfecting this uh, craft for over five and a half decades now. As our grass is all starting to turn green, mowing time is upon us. And if you are looking for a great, great mower, may I recommend you take a look at a Hustler Turf mower. It's uh, doing things almost unheard of. Professional landscaping businesses, if you have, you know, four or five acres, pay attention to this. If you really have uh, three quarters of an acre, it's going to save you a ton of time. If you purchase right now a select zero-turn commercial lawnmower from Hustler Turf in March, you're going to save 20% off of the retail price. We're talking thousands of dollars for a commercial zero-turn mower. 
this will change your business but they have also the you know do-it-yourself lawnmowers as well that's going to change your saturdays go to hustlerturf.com learn more about this that's hustlerturf.com and go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code GB20. You'll get 20 bucks off through the rest of the week. You can go back and watch the coronavirus special that is on demand uh, at blazetv.com. Well, welcome to the uh, program, Mr. Pat Gray, who probably has the coronavirus. I think we just, uh, Dow just opened down 735 points. Because uh, they heard I had it, too. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> wow. yeah. we should have a contest. Which one of us is going <laughs> to be get it the first. first to have? I mean, if you're going to do it, let's be the first show where everyone is infected with coronavirus. <laughs> that way we can all come in because right. we can't give it to each other more. Right. right. And there's three and there's three of us. So every episode, somebody could, you know, say, whatever you do, uh, just make sure that you. Did he just die, or will he revive himself? Find out on the next Glenn Beck episode. I mean, it sounds good. It'd be good. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I think it'd be great for yeah. ratings. I- <laughs> Let's go lick some Iranian doorknobs, oh, man. Isn't that a bizarre? Is that weird. Even if there's no pandemic, I'm sorry. I'm not licking your shrine. I don't care. You don't I'm not really? No, nah, I'm not doing it. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. No. Even if they tell me, hey, that's the most Mormon thing you can do in the world. You're not, not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> really? Doing it. I mean, wow. No. Yeah. The only way to get to heaven is to lick this doorknob. Not going to do it. Neither am I. No. I think, you know, there's some weird things that happen in Iran. Now, that is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the latest is, besides the licking of the doorknob in the shrine, is the idea that the coronavirus has gotten so bad in prisons that they've decided to open the doors of prisons and let almost everybody out <laughs> they freed fifty five thousand prisoners this yeah week. uh <laughs> that's, that's nuts i mean we're it's quarantining nuts. people and they're yeah. like hey all these sick people in prison let them out let them out <laughs> go roam around what is that there might be a reason the virus is that bad in that country because they're doing things that just don't help you think yeah that that doesn't help that's not a good idea um there is a story today uh a uh, a woman called the police for help uh because she has been she was locked in a bathroom Took, uh, took place after a man found out that his wife had met with a Chinese woman who had been to Italy recently. The, um, the man claimed that he acted on the advice of a medic and he chased her into the bathroom and then locked her in the bathroom. <laughs> now, I'm not sure that that doctor, quote unquote, he was consulting with uh, actually said that. Uh, but the woman uh, has not filed any charges against her husband. Maybe she should. Uh, in in Iran, they are now saying that anybody who is hoarding may face the death penalty. Wow. Okay. Wow. H- hoarding medical con- commodities in the current circumstances, playing with the lives of people, and cannot be forgiven by any means. So. <laughs> So if you're already in jail, don't worry. They're going to let you out. 
But if you hoard a surgical mask, you could be executed. And what qualifies as hoarding? Uh, If you're stocking up on certain items, you know, just in case for an emergency, is that that hoarding? Isn't that exactly what they did in Germany? Yeah. All of the people who had been prepared, all of a sudden were called hoarders. Mm -hmm. uh, And they got in trouble with the government. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I know I said last week that uh, I have a surgical kit. Uh, I went as far as years ago, making sure that I had a at home surgical kit. By the way, it does not come with a manual. I had to buy that one separately. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. how to remove, you know, an appendix. I don't know. (laughs) I bought the book. And the kit. Just in case you had to do it to you or somebody in your family? Well, I don't think I would be doing it to me. I would hope not. But (laughs) I don't know who I would want in my family. Hey, Rafe, (laughs) come here, man. I got a really bad pain in my side. Cut me open and take that out, will (laughs) you? This is an interesting conversation, though. Who would you pick to do the surgery? Tanya. You'd pick Tanya. Yeah, even if it is is Tanya who is sick, you should do this, honey. Because I feel like she probably wants to kill you for multiple reasons so mm-hmm. putting you under and and doing a surgery we haven't figured ideal. out how to put people under yet no probably jack daniels way. jack daniels Rest. will <laughs> be the way to do it will be the way to do it but drink uh, until you pass out then the surgery starts yeah can you imagine that oh man so i guess i'm hoarding you know surgical supplies I guess I don't I don't really know. Uh, here are the really bad stories uh, out of the coronavirus. Baby Yoda is being delayed. No, no, no. We no, may not you. make it because no, it's don't true. you do it till no, at least true. December. Right. They say it may not. If something doesn't change soon, it may not even make it for Christmas. Oh, uh, no. One of uh, no. our producers bought tickets to the James Bond movie. That was coming out uh-huh and he uh, daniel craig i guess is hosting snl schedules host snl this weekend for, or whatever for the mm-hmm. launch yeah and, and now they moved delayed. to november yeah. yeah i'm really upset this was your big thing really i, I don't care if my family dies a- <laughs> <laughs> it's the james bond movie <laughs> the james bond movie don't i'm a that. huge daniel craig fan yeah i love i think he is a great actor and i think yeah i'm gonna say it sean connery mm-hmm. you have been bumped off daniel craig is the best james bond we've ever had by far mm. and this is his last one and you're moving it no Mm-mm. better no. than timothy dalton yeah <laughs> yes timothy dalton uh, yes okay should we talk uh. george lazenby here for a second <laughs> who lazenby is that his name? yeah yeah that's his name mm-hmm. I, I, I think he, he did, did one. one he did one mm-hmm. now dalton did a few right he did three or three maybe maybe not a yeah, lot two or three yeah, but yeah. Lazenby only did one, if I remember correctly. I don't even know. I don't think I've ever no. heard the name George Lazenby. What did, What kind of Bond fan doesn't know all the Bonds? Well, I, I knew Timothy Dalton. I didn't know George Lazenby. Because that was, I think, 60s. He did, Is uh, that when he did it? He did in one movie on Her Majesty's Secret Service, 1969. Okay, one. Oh, yeah. I always thought that was Craig. I never, I, not Craig, uh, uh, Connery. I'd never seen that one. Connery only did the first couple, right? <laughs> oh, listen to this. Why did George Lazenby only do one Bond movie? George Lazenby had a bad manager who advised him to not do any more Bonds because it was never going to last. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's true. Oops. That's amazing. George Lazenby right now is like, ah, I'm praying for the coronavirus. <laughs> I could have been somebody. 
that's amazing. That's a bad decision. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. So here is some here's some other bad news. A truck carrying toilet paper went up in flames due to a mechanical error in Brisbane, Australia. Uh, apparently, Australians. There's something about this. They're stockpiling toilet paper. You notice that in China, you didn't hear these stories. And I think that may be a reason why it was so bad in China. <laughs> you didn't hear them about, we're, st- mm-hmm. we're running out of toilet paper. Kleenex has come out and said, there's no reason to panic. We're going to make all the toilet paper <laughs> and all the tissue anybody wants. Um, let, me go to, let me go to Kent, Washington. Casey is in Washington State. Welcome to the program. Hey, good to talk to you again, and uh, got to see you at Christmas, and we talked for a little bit, uh, so I've been on the phone a couple of times with you. Well, great. I think Pat should do a a Michael Jackson voice for the little Yoda before he dies, so maybe (laughs) we could do that in the the Michael Jackson. I'm I'm in the Kent area, and uh, in the last couple of days, it's just amazing. Some of the local radio announcers have have said that they have uh, tried to find out supplies here locally and then find out that the antiseptic supplies at the big box stores, they might be open, but 81 miles from here, they've got plenty down in the south deep sound down in Centralia, and I know you know the area Mm -hmm. uh, because of mountain. But um, I'm not very far at the moment from the new place that the county bought, which is an old Howard Johnson's uh, bought by Econolodge, which is now closed, and they're going to use that as a quarantine place without telling anybody in the city of Kent. And the mayor is absolutely upset. I would imagine. I mean, did, they, did they buy three, or is this the first of three that they bought? They're just buying the, these old motels yeah. and saying, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're just going to keep sick people in there. Yeah, this was the first wow. that I know of. I've been trying to keep uh, abreast of what's what's been going on. And by the way, I want to say hello to my friends at Boeing, uh, okay. especially uh, one who has turned on about five this? people to the Blaze Network. All right, well, nice. good. I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate yeah, that. Turning that on. All right. All but, right. Uh, anyway, uh, that's what's going on here with uh, with that. There's been a lot of stuff that's been hoarded. For instance, I I have bought you know to keep myself healthy uh, two large bottles of um, the well named aloe vera uh, company that makes. Uh, hand sanitizers and i remember buying those for 17 bucks in november they're now up to 89.90 on amazon but uh they're being you know hoarded uh so you can't get anything uh, yeah, they, the shelves up here all right casey well, thanks the, the experts are saying too like the, the the antibacterial it's not even like there's no point in it just like wash your hands they're saying the PRL thing is not even something that you need. It has nothing to do with this. It doesn't help. Doesn't it kill? The, it, doesn't it, can, it, it can be as good. Like, it's a more convenient way to wash your hands. Right? Yeah. Like in, and again, I don't even think they're saying it's necessarily to that level. But, like, they're saying don't, don't substitute it for washing your hands. And also, if you can just wash your hands enough, you don't really need PRL. It's not necessarily an additional uh, layer of protection. We have a guy in uh, Washington State who visits the nursing homes. Uh, I guess, is it Reverend Mel? Is that right? Yes, it is. Hi, Reverend. How are you? Oh, doing really good. Um, I'm totally blind, but uh, I go into the nursing homes every week, and uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring out is that every nursing home that I that I go to and minister in is severely 
I mean, grossly severely understaffed where they can't even move the patients or the residents down to the lunchroom for a, a service. And then with this on top of it, a lot of them are canceling out. Uh, now, like, I can't go to this one nursing home for two weeks because of the corona thing, uh-huh. which is good. They should be very protective of them. And uh, the other thing is I wanted to bring out is I want to echo the, the same sort of thing that the gentleman said be, before me is that uh, we went to Costco um, just the other day. I think it was on uh, Monday, and it was a madhouse. It was worse than Christmas Eve. I'm not, I'm not kidding. You, we stood in line for oh, a good hour before we even was able to get checked out. And then Fred Myers, we just went to Fred Myers the other day, and they were out of toilet paper. They were out of uh, hand sanitizers. They were <laughs> so. So what is it? What is it that people are? What is it that people are preparing for? Just to stay home? They're afraid that they're all going to be quarantined. Is that what's happening? Yeah, I think I think that's part of it. But you know, but you know, the thing is here is that all. You know, King 5, Como 7, and 13 are just whipping the people into frantic every day. The, the whole hour and an hour and a half is just coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. And um, I know I just came from the doctor yesterday for my, in, from my injection, and he said just vinegar water and just plain soap and water. Yeah. He said, don't worry. He says it's it's just being blown way out of proportion. And All right. Um, I know here in Shoreline, they open Ferncrest up, <laughs> um, which is real old, you know, Ferncrest um, here on 15th northeast right and, uh, here reverend i'm sorry i have a network break i have to get to um but i understand it and what what he's saying is they're opening up these places that have been closed for a long time they're doing this in california they're mm-hmm. thinking about opening up the old state mental institutions and using them for places it is it is crazy uh what we're seeing but the best thing you can do is not panic not worry about it just keep yourself informed uh on what's going on and just Stay at home if you're not feeling well. Uh, all right. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Relief Factor. Uh, Relief Factor is something that has really, truly changed me, changed my my health. It's changed the way I, I feel every single day. Uh, you know, if you've been following me for a long time, I, I had some really tough years uh, where I was just in such bad pain all the time. I just couldn't do anything, and I tried everything. I finally gave up. And then my wife said, you have to try this. Please just try it. Well, it's Relief Factor. I did. And I feel better now than I have felt in probably 10 or 15 years. And it's because of Relief Factor. I take it three times a day. 70% of the people who, who try it go on to order more month after month. Why? Well, probably because it works just like it does with me. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com right now. Relief factor.com you're listening to glenn beck
Uh, talk about politics here for just a couple of seconds. Uh, first of all, everything the president said yesterday about coronavirus is absolutely true. He said, it's just a hunch, but I don't think this 3.4% death rate is where it's going to end up. It's a lot lower than that. Of course it is. And every single medical expert that I have ever read or heard talk about this says exactly the same thing. Of course. But as Stu is going to point out on his program tonight, Stu Does America, uh, he's got all of the stats. He's looking at what everybody is saying, and they just dogpile on Donald Trump. And so they're gonna they gotta prove that he's wrong on that. Yeah, despite the fact that they all know what he's saying and they all know he's right. Yeah, they all know he's and right. And he actually the hunch is a good phrasing for it. Yeah. Because we don't know. There's not a hundred percent certainty from scientists yet. Yep. But the scientists have all seen these things happen before. And they've all said this is not the final number. It's mm-hmm. going to come down. They don't even say it's a hunch. No. They just say it's going to come down. Mm-hmm. That's because when you test things, uh, when you have more tests available, there's probably a ton of people walking around this country right now who think they have allergies and have COVID-19. And we're not going to know that until all these tests are available. Uh, so we'll give you all the details tonight. Uh, StuDoesAmerica.com is where you can find all the links. Subscribe at YouTube. And if you're on the podcast, uh, go over to the podcast app and click subscribe at Stu Does America as well. Uh, and don't forget to rate and review. It's good hygiene. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right. New Year deserves a new pair of Tecovis boots. Start strong with that feeling of confidence and comfort that only comes with a real high-quality pair of Western boots. Even if you've never worn cowboy boots before, Tecovis has the perfect pair for you. Tecovis boots, they're made to honor the cowboy in all of us. And I don't care where you live, there is a part of you that's cowboy, honorable in your daily dealings, authentic in the way we live, committed to the ideals that built the greatness that is America. And every pair is handmade with high-quality, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers with no shortcuts or compromises ever. The styles are classic and handsome up any room they're in, and when you wear your Tecovis, I mean, you shouldn't kick down any doors, but it's good to know that you probably could. Tecovis, they haven't forgotten about middle America. Instead, they cut out the middleman, so you pay a fair price. Plus, free shipping and exchanges makes it simple. So find your pair at tecovis.com slash Beck. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Tecovis, Western goods for new frontiers. Let me tell you about uh, mowing your lawn. Lawns are starting to get green. We are headed towards, uh, I can't believe it, Easter already. Here we're just a few weeks away. And spring is starting to uh, to spring up, and it's time to mow your lawns. I hate mowing my lawn with a push mower. I hate, I mean, I hated it when I was a kid. I remember when we got the Lazy Boy, and it actually had the drive in it when I was a kid. Then I loved it. Uh, but I like actually mowing the lawn there's something peaceful about it. There's something where you're just kind of alone with your thoughts. And the new Hustler Turf is the lawnmower experience that you've always been looking for, especially if you were that boy that went out and had to mow the lawn for the family every, uh, you know, every Saturday. If you're mowing your lawn and it takes you a couple hours to do, you could cut that not by 10 minutes, but you could cut that probably down to 10 minutes with a zero turn lawnmower. And I want you to look at Hustler Turf. Their engineers have worked to make these lawnmowers the best lawnmowers, zero turn lawnmowers that you can buy. And they are durable. They're solid. It's it's honestly a pleasure 
to use one. Please check it out. If you are a commercial lawn service or if it's just you, they have one to fit your needs. Go to HustlerTurf.com right now. HustlerTurf.com. Click on the radio offer button in the right-hand corner and use uh, the promo code BECK. America and welcome to the program. <sighs> Keep calm and carry on is uh, kind of it kind of works today in America. Things are starting to look crazy, even more crazy than they were in America because of coronavirus. What is the truth on this? Should you be panicking? Are they giving you all of the information? What do they know that we don't know? There's a couple of things that are happening that are just real mixed messages, and I think I can help you with that. And we'll give you all of the latest on that. We're about an hour away from our coronavirus update, but I want to spend some time here talking about it. And also, Chuck Schumer. Oh, and the latest poll from Florida for the Democrats. Holy cow, Bernie Sanders, it's over. All that and more in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The old saying is, the best defense is a good offense, and it's true, but nowhere can you see this more clearly than uh, with Simply Safe. If you're using home monitoring system that is Simply Safe, you got it. The guy who's been casing your house for the week or so um, that you just don't know because he's casing your house. Hopefully you'll never have to meet him or you'll never have to, you know, worry about him because you have Simply Safe. When he comes up to your door and sees that you have Simply Safe installed, he's apt to turn away and find an easier house to deal with. In fact, the number one thing that burglars look for is do you have an alarm system and is it armed? That's a good offense and defense. Simply Safe protects every door, window, room with 24/7 professional monitoring. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break, break sensors guard the interior. I will tell you, I had a very sophisticated uh, system put into my home uh, that was really eye bleed expensive. Uh, what, twelve years ago? Simply Safe does the job. It has more tools to that now than uh, that top of the line. You know, kind of nobody but a nobody but somebody in my position would have that kind of alarm system put in. I can get the same thing now in your house, and you'll pay fifty cents a day. You'll buy the system, but wait until you see the price of the system. They're giving away a free HD camera. That camera is a hundred dollars. If you just go to simplysafebeck.com, you get that security camera. So if that's a high-end HD security camera and it's 100 bucks, you know the system doesn't cost you an arm and a leg and 50 cents a day to monitor. Are you kidding me? Do it now. Simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. So I want to start here. I want to start with Joe in Florida, who uh, works at a local hospital. Hello, Joe. Welcome. Thank you for taking my call, Glenn. I'm a very, very avid listener. Thank you. And I appreciate everything you do. Thank you so so much. 
So how can about, uh, tell me what you're feeling uh, in the hospital uh, there in Florida? Well, I, we're in the Tampa area, and my wife and I work for one of the major hospitals here in Tampa that is handling now that we have been informed the uh, testing for the coronavirus. On or about the 10th of February, we received a company, a hospital-wide email that they were uh, have two patients that they were observing for uh, an infection. They weren't given any details of, of what the infection was, but they made sure that it went out that uh, all the employees knew. Now, none of the public was told, the TV stations, radio, none of this information was let out. Lo and behold, what, six, seven days ago, bam, the Tampa Bay area has two coronaviruses, and we were not told where they got it, where they've been, who they touched. I think the best way, if somebody tells me that they've been to a local supermarket and that's where they've contacted it, I'm not going to stop there. Information is key. So what are you, what are you saying? I'm saying that we're not getting the information we should be about where it's spreading from. If people are going from the airport, I mean, they're saying that they've come from this country or they've been to this facility, but that doesn't help us. When somebody's sick with the measles, a kid, and they've been to Junior's house, you don't send your kids over to Junior's house anymore Correct. for another 13, 14 Correct. days. Well, the problem, the problem like, is, Joe, is... We don't like Junior, but, you know, we'll sure, we're going to stay away. Are we sure? You know, the problem is, is that we haven't known because we haven't had the testing, et cetera, et cetera. So we haven't really known what we're dealing with until recently. Now that the testing, and this is why what Donald Trump said yesterday is, is right. He said, I, you know, I'm just basing this on a hunch, but that number of, you know, 3.2 uh, for the number of deaths... That number is going to come down. It will, because there are people walking around right now with the coronavirus that don't know they have it, and it's not affecting them in any sort of way that is putting them into ICU. And so, you know, in the past, we haven't known. We still won't know for a while because, you know, as Mike Pence said yesterday in his press conference, we are looking now, just now, to being able to get people uh the diagnostic labs the commercial diagnostic labs to start taking tests for the coronavirus right now you have to go to either a university a state-run university hospital or one of the regional hospitals that can do it soon all of our hospitals will be able to test and your local doctor will be able to send you to you know quest diagnostics you know where they take your blood they'll be able to swab and then alert you and you can go to your regular doctor that's not happening yet and that's why we're going to see these numbers explode i agree with you once we know we have to tell people but i'm not sure if we all knew about that uh even a couple of weeks ago joe thanks so much for your phone call uh there's a couple of other things that uh i i want to address Stu is going to be talking about this tonight uh where trump is going up against a media that wants him to fail. They must blame all of this on him. Mm -hmm. And they're going to disagree with whatever he says. For instance, he gave $2.5 billion for the CDC to be able to start their work on what is happening in coronavirus before there was a single death in the United States. Now, I want to put that into perspective. 
during the swine flu, when Barack Obama gave the first $1 billion for the swine flu, and everyone in the media cheered, this is so brave and he's way ahead. You didn't hear me complaining that he gave a billion dollars. You didn't hear me complaining when he didn't give a billion dollars soon enough. I thought it was appropriate. There were about a thousand people that had died in the United States before he released the first billion dollars. That's Barack Obama. And everyone made him out to be a hero. Donald Trump gives two and a half times that amount before anyone dies. And he's a villain. He's acting slow. Right. Yeah. No one had died here in America yet. Uh, Then on top of it. Uh, they just released $8.5 billion yesterday. Okay, good. If that's what it's going to take, if that's what the, they need, fine. But are the politicians doing this because they're actually operating on information or are they just operating on get the president? So we have to be really, really careful because what the president said yesterday is 100% accurate. It is based on, quote, as he said, a hunch but every single, the CDC, uh, every single person that I've read from the WHO, they all say the same thing. The number of death rate right now is about 3.1 to 3.4%. They expect that number to come down possibly below 1% as the death rate. Mm-hmm. Of course it will. We're not testing people. So if you're seeing, you're seeing, uh, you, you, You don't know how many people have heart disease and all of a sudden four people in your hospital come in and they had a heart attack and they die. Well, we've had four people and they just died from this heart thing that is in the center of their chest. (laughs) If something goes wrong with your heart so far, it's a 100 percent death rate. No, there's lots of people that have heart attacks and heart problems and it doesn't lead to their death. We have a lot of people with COVID-19 right now that don't know it. And, and we know that's happening. They just were talking about this infection in, in Washington, and they believe thousands of people have been walking around spreading it to each other for weeks. But it because you know they might think they have allergies, they might think they were sick with something else, they or might not even notice it at all. It's not that big of deal in most people. Yeah, then that's, that's what it looks like. That looks right. to be true here, right. by the way. So if it's not that big of a deal in most people, when you start to see the numbers of this go up through the roof, which they will they now. They will, and that's going to seem bad. It's actually good. Over the next, we're diagnosing exactly over the next few weeks. We're supposed to get, uh, I think it's one point five or one point three five million tests f- uh, for COVID nineteen in the United States uh, by next week is what they believe they're going to have. So far, there's only been a few hundred, maybe a couple thousand people who have been tested in total. As of last week, there were only four hundred and twenty two tests that had been done total, coast to coast, Alaska and right. Hawaii. So. Because they're only using these tests when it is very obvious. You go into a hospital. You have all the symptoms. You're about to die. They test you. Right? So, yes, the death rate seems pretty high because those are the people getting the tests. However, when you go to, um, let's just say uh, you have a sore throat and you go into the urgent care today, what are they going to do? They're going to swab your throat and give you a strep throat test. Right? Because they have plenty of those. 
So anyone who comes in who has the, even the possibility of having a strep throat, they give you a strep throat test. Same thing with the flu. You get a flu test every time you go in there when you're sick. I don't think I have the flu. Yeah, but we just want to rule it out, right? That's what they always say to you. Well, eventually, down the road, we will have enough tests for COVID-19 for that to be the process. Yeah, that's a problem. Donald Trump hasn't done enough. How come we don't we have just... 320 million tests that we could take right now? <laughs> I know. I, I don't know why he didn't think of this before, you know, someone had bat soup, which we don't think is actually the cause, but it's the funniest way to say the cause. Poor bats <laughs> are getting blamed for all of this. Um, you know, there have been other countries that are a little bit ahead of us. Bats are as popular as Romney, but go ahead. That's true. I digress. Uh, and there's some people who are criticizing over that. I mean, look, it's about making sure uh, that you accelerate this as fast as possible. We're going to put in a lot of private businesses that are going to make this happen in an impressive way. And so far, the, the response, I think, has been correct for Trump. And he's put, I think, a lot of uh, weight on it. It's not his area of expertise, but he's put his best people on it. And that's what you do. But like, like for example, he said Trump's quote is this. Well, I think 3.4% is really a false number. Now, this is just my hunch, but based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people who do this, because a lot of people will have this, and it's very mild. They'll get better very rapidly. They don't even have to see a doctor. They don't even call a doctor. You never hear about those people. And he goes on to say, um, uh, so I think that number is very high. Personally, I'd say the number is way under 1%. Again, he based this on a hunch. Here is a quote from the New England Journal of Medicine. Tell me how dissimilar these are, other than the fact that one guy's talking like a doctor and one guy's talking like Donald Trump. If one assumes that the number of asymptomatic or minimally symptomatic cases is several times as high as the number of reported cases, the case fatality rate may be considerably less than 1%. Same thing. It's the exact same thing. That's from the New England Journal of Medicine. He's just saying it like Donald Trump as opposed to like a doctor. But what he's even saying, it may, if it turns out, it is at some level a hunch because they don't know all the details yet. But it's acting like all of the previous viruses they have uh, uh, that they dealt with before. They've seen these things come before. They have hundreds of years of medical knowledge that has brought them to this point. And they're now under trying to understand what where this is going to go. And they think they have an idea of it, but they can't be certain, which is why you have to take it seriously. Okay, so Stu is going to do this. This is opening monologue tonight on Stu Does uh, America. You don't want to miss that. BlazeTV.com. Subscribe right now and watch it. You can watch it online as well. Yep, YouTube as well. Go subscribe there or on podcast. Subscribe. All right, so he's got that tonight. But there's, a, there's another part of this that I think is really important. The other reason why you're getting you're feeling like there's mixed messages. The president is saying one thing, and then you'll hear from the medical community saying, for instance, the CDC said, stop comparing this to the flu. It's not the flu. Why are they doing that? Because they need us to stay home. The entire world is doing this. This is not about an election or an economy or anything else. They're trying to get everyone to stay home because if this mutates at this point without some sort of vaccine, it could become very, very deadly. And so they don't want it to spread until we're more prepared for this. We are probably 10 days away from uh, a vaccine announcement coming from Israel that could put us six months away from a vaccine being able to be made and then how fast can they get that around the world? They are trying to buy time in case it mutates in a dangerous way. But as I told you yesterday, this has already mutated once and it has become less dangerous 
in its latest mutation. So that's good news. You just have to stay informed and don't spread the things that you're like, well, this is crazy. Did you see this? Cats are going out at night and intentionally they've been they've been hired by the Democrats to scratch people. Corona starts with a C. Cats start with a C. There's a C at the end of DNC. What do you think is going on? Don't spread that stuff. Get the real information and tell your friends to remain calm. All right. Got a great, great hour remaining. We've got to get to Chuck Schumer and what is happening with Chuck Schumer, where the media, they care about Donald Trump saying exactly what the New England Journal of Medicine said, but they will not care about Chuck Schumer. And what he said, I think, is dangerous. Now, I don't mean to bum you out, especially early in the day, but there is something you need to think about. Every night that you're not sleeping with a my pillow under your head and Giza dream sheets wrapping around you like the world's softest burrito, and I, yes, am about 20% sour cream, is one less perfect night of sleep you're going to have in your life. If you really want to spend the rest of your life sleeping on sandpaper and potato sacks, you know, hey, I'm not going to stop you. But I will tell you this, Mike Lindell has come up with a system for sleep that is just remarkable. They have the Giza Dream Sheets. Buy one, get one free. Giza cotton, best in the world. It's Egyptian cotton. It's durable and it's soft and it gets softer every time you sleep on it. It's from Mike Lindell and MyPillow.com. So go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Buy one pair of Giza Dream Sheets and get the other one free. Also, deep discounts on all other MyPillow products. Enter the promo code BACK or call 800-966-3117 for the great radio specials now at MyPillow.com. Promo code BACK. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right. Because you have a life, and strangely, this is what you pay us to do, to not have a life. Just pay attention to this stupid crap coming out of Washington. Let me give you what um, Schumer said that some would say, and I'm one of those, uh, is was threatening the conservative Supreme Court justices. Listen to what he said. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Really? What do you mean by that, Chuck? Can you imagine what they'd say if I gave that same speech about him? And uh, not only if you gave that speech, what they'd say to you, but they would go around to every Republican in in the Congress and get their reaction to see if they agreed with you. And they would make you they would make them denounce you if they were going to be in good standing with the media. So, Chuck, what did you mean? What did you mean? He's his, his way out of this is what I was saying is uh, Republicans would face electoral consequences. That's not a consequence. They won't know what hit them. That that has nothing to do with Supreme Court. Exactly. He he act, he's acting like he was re- applying that to uh, politicians, which yeah. he's not. He's no. he before it and after it says uh, he says the name specifically 
And then he says, if you come down with these decisions, which yeah. there's no decisions coming out of Congress. They, yeah. They're, they're, they're talking about the Supreme Court. The obviously. Supreme Court. And he's and he has no idea the whirlwind that he has brought upon himself, in my opinion. They are now to calling for him to step down. It won't happen. The press will not cover this. They'll just. Oh, they're just saying like, oh, Republicans are pouncing on his comments. Yeah, no. Is that what they're doing? Is that, what, is that what's happening? I just want you to listen to who he was speaking to. Here's a cut of one of the women at this, this uh, pro-abortion rally. You can't say this is pro-choice because there is no choice anymore. There is no choice. You either choose the way they choose or you're going to have a whirlwind come on your head. Listen to this woman who is pro-abortion in the speaking before Chuck Schumer. Listen. Where are the abortion providers at? Where are the future abortion providers at? Woo! Awesome. And a special shout out to where are my people who had abortions? Where are y'all at? Nothing about this work is going to be without us. Woo! Awesome. Mm, yeah, awesome. So, as I said, I had an abortion when I was 19. It was honestly one of the best decisions of my life. Mm. I was simply not ready to become a parent. And that's no way. really all you need to know. All right. That was a great She's decision. Great. Yeah, great decision. Great decision. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in America wants to condemn anyone in that situation. I'm not here to judge anyone. I am going to I am going to judge you if you're like, you know what? It was great. And I've had a couple of them because, you know, I just hey, it was where I was at and it was great. And I encourage you to do it. No, no, I am going to judge you on that. But this is where the left is. This, followed by Chuck Schumer, same rally. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Maybe that'll explain what's happening in Florida. We'll give you that coming up in just a second. Somewhere within the sound of my voice in America, there's a man standing at an open, uh, an open grave of a bygone era, casting his, ga- de- his gaze not on the death of an ideal, but the death of a place in time, the old days, they're called fondly. He thinks about the old days. They're gone now, but the ideal remains. And it burns inside of him, spills onto everything that he touches. That's the spirit of the cowboy. You're not pining for the old days. You're pining for the things that are true, a filter of integrity, which a lot of people in this country, this cowboy has, will always have. And it helps them see the world around and make sense of it. It's part of him from the light in his eyes all the way down to the pair of Tacova's boots that he wears on his feet. Tacovas, they're Western goods for new frontiers. These these boots are amazing. Two hundred steps to make these things. Half the price of a similarly made boot. Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Get your pair. Find it right now. Tacovas dot com slash Beck. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. 20 bucks off through the rest of the week if you use the code GB20. The code again, GB20 at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It is Thursday. We have uh, our coronavirus update, the official one coming up here in about 30 minutes from now. It's one you don't want to miss. Share it with your friends. There's lots of information, disinformation and misinformation that is going around, uh, you know, 
slow down on the toilet paper stuff. Uh, we'll get to that here in, in just a few minutes. I want to introduce you to somebody. Uh, her name is Tracy Walder, and you, you might have you heard of her uh, because she just released a book called The Unexpected Spy. She was a sorority sister in her junior year of college in California when she met a CIA recruiter at a jobs fair. And, uh, and she went to work for the CIA. When you hear what she's done, uh, and then you, you listen to her tell these stories, and you're looking at her, and you realize she's now just a teacher in a, an all-girls school here in Dallas, Texas. If you watched the, the TV show like I did years ago, Alias, it really kind of becomes real all of a sudden where this sweet girl is just out. Oh, you know, I'm just and then she's got off, you know, investigating and interrogating terrorists someplace in the world. Welcome. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm you good. Have. So have you been compared to the alias story? Alias is, is, is definitely the one I hear the most. Yeah. In terms of comparison. How, how similar was your life uh, in some ways to that? So I've never watched Alias. Oh, really? No. Okay. Well, you know, the, the idea that you go out and you are actually in these, these really crazy situations. You've, tell, give, give, give just a couple of things that you have seen and done in your life that would shock people if they were passing you in the grocery store. So I've interrogated terrorists. I mm-hmm. think most people are usually surprised when they hear that. Right. Um, I've served some time in some pretty um, desolate war zones. Um, seen a bunch of decapitated heads. Yeah. Um, I've watched a woman die. Yeah. So those so are just some of the you things. Are, you are, um, when you say you, in, you interrogated terrorists, you went over, and these are some of the real bad guys in the world that most of them would never ever speak to a woman and here you come in you seem like you're very mild and sweet and nice what is the situation like when you walk into somebody who's not used to talking to a woman or answering to a woman so that's a good question i think it depends on sort of what stage of their detention they're at if you catch my drift um you know if they've just entered um you know they're usually a little bit more combative and i'll usually need to work with someone to kind of Mm -hmm get us through that Mm -hmm. um and then you know if they've been there for a bit and they're a little bit more complacent it's it's usually not that big of a deal i mean they're there they're in prison they have to talk to me and you know it may seem sweet but i have a little bit of a bite sometimes i I bet you (laughs) I, i bet you do um so you went out uh and let's start at the beginning you're just at this job fair and they approach you so the way that it worked was at USC is, is where I, w- I did my undergrad. We have a sort of a main thoroughfare and it's called Truesdale Parkway. And on Truesdale Parkway, there were just a bunch of different tables set up for a bunch of different organizations. And I actually went to the CIA table mm-hmm. um, and gave them my resume. So mm-hmm. I guess I sought them out. In okay. A way. And so you get in at what year was this? This would have been 1998. 1998. And you actually come up with a uh, chemical weapons chart. 
Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Explain what that is that you did. So during my time at the CIA, I worked in the Counterterrorism Center in the Weapons of Mass Destruction Group. And so one of the things that we did just to keep the people who we were following straight, it was just Mm -hmm. for for visual purposes, Mm -hmm. was we created sort of a toxins and poisons chart. You know, who was at the top of procuring these weapons for Mm -hmm. Al-Qaeda? And then, you know, where were their henchmen? And so we had created that chart and we sort of put that chart um, on the walls of all of our cubicles to just keep an eye on things. And it was just a lot easier to track where they were. Did you ever think of, to cross your mind? Maybe I'm in a, how did I get here into this profession where I have that chart on my cubicle wall? <laughs> I, this is, I, I don't used to, I think I kind of question my, yeah. my career choices. If I'm like, Oh yeah, deadly toxin chart. I got it over here. On the wall of my cubicle. Um, and this is this, this chart. Um, what role did it play in the Iraq war? So um, the chart, what we had titled it was Al-Qaeda's Poisons and Toxins Group. They were just a cell that we were following that was trying to procure them. One day um, in our office, it wasn't unusual to have members of the administration sort of coming in and out, just given the given the nature of what mm-hmm. we were doing and, and the year that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone from the administration had come down and, and wanted a copy of, of that chart, which if they ask, you, of course, say yes. And I don't think we thought really anything more about it. Um, until it was used by Colin Powell on the floor of the UN. How'd you feel about that? Um, so I think not what people assume. Um, you know, I think my mind didn't jump to the Iraq war, actually, initially. I think for us, what was frustrating was there were individuals on that chart who we didn't want to know that we were looking for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, all of those individuals sort of went underground oh, and wow. disappeared. So were there chemical weapons in Iraq? You know, this this story has never really had a satisfying answer one way or another. Do we know? You know, I don't I don't know that we know. I mean, I moved to the FBI about a year later, so mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, entirely certain mm-hmm. um, what they ultimately found. I mean, we know Saddam Hussein used chemical weapons. Right. I don't think that's shocking. They're a nation mm-hmm. state. Most mm-hmm. nation states have them. Um, but in terms of Al-Qaeda... Um, we don't really have evidence that they were trying to acquire nuclear weapons mm-hmm. per se. You concerned about what was announced yesterday on the nuclear weapon front from Ar- from Iran? Iran. Um, yes, I, I, I tweeted that actually the other day. I'm I'm actually very concerned. Um, Explain what what came out. Why it concerns you? So why it's concerning is now we we believe um, that they have more than enough nuclear material to build a nuclear bomb. Certainly there's kind of steps they have to take to do that. Obviously Mm -hmm. they need the centrifuges and launch devices Mm -hmm. and all those kinds of things. But I am concerned that they now have obtained enough material. The coronavirus, they thought that this was a weapon. I don't believe that at all. Do you agree? I do. You agree? I do not. What about the bioweapons lab? That's a level four bioweapons lab. There's only a few of them there. We apparently said to them, don't, don't, don't. You should probably shut that one down because it's right. It it would be like us having it in Los Angeles, right in the center of Los Angeles. Right. 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 Which is not where you put bioweapons. No. (laughs) Have you ever been to a bioweapons lab? Uh, Yes, I have. Scary? Uh, Scary, but you're right. They're not usually in the middle of densely populated areas. Right. I mean, I read. I don't know if you know who Keith Albeck is. Um, He was the head of the bioweapons lab. It was Ken. Ken Albeck, yeah. uh, bioweapons lab uh, and research in the Soviet Union mm-hmm. uh, and defected as soon as the wall came down. The stories he tells about the difference between us, we we look at something and say, can we cure it? 
And then, and then, can it be used as a weapon? Yes. They do the opposite. I totally agree with you. Yeah, they think that if if it has a cure, it's not a good weapon, which is insane. That's that's the way at least the Soviet Union was. I don't know about now. I feel like that's the way a lot of countries sort of look at it more so than us. You know, we look at whether or not we can cure things, and that's a good thing. We should. Um, But I do, I feel we're not doing enough in terms of being more aggressive about how these things are weaponized and how to keep ourselves safe. So when you went to the FBI, mm-hmm. why'd you make the transition from CIA to FBI? So that's a good question. Um, I loved my time at the CIA. I left under great terms and still friendly with a lot of people there. But one thing that was never going to change about the CIA was their mission abroad. And I think, you know, at the ripe old age of 26, um, <laughs> I realized I wanted a little more stability in my life. I knew eventually I'd want more stability in my right. life. Um, but I was really passionate about the counterterrorism mission. So I thought, you know, why don't I become a special agent now at the FBI? And hopefully I could work stateside, you know, in one office. How do you feel about the FBI and its credibility now? And and I don't even mean about the I don't even mean the the agents per se, but the way things have been dealt with recently it just it doesn't i've always been very very pro law enforcement fbi i think these guys are amazing but the people up at top have really that there seems to be a culture where they're burying a lot of stuff that must eat at fbi local agents <laughs> that are, may be afraid of retaliation for saying anything do you how do you view what's happening at the fbi now so I obviously have a lot of respect for law enforcement right, as right, well. Right, yeah. I always have. Um, I think it's a difficult, it's a difficult question for me because part of my judgment, you know, of the FBI is a little bit clouded by the pretty terrible way that I was treated um, when I was there. So sometimes it's hard for me to sort of separate the two and look at it objectively. What was the pretty terrible way you were treated? Um, I was severely sexually harassed um, at the FBI. I, mm-hmm. I am sorry, I missed that part of your story. I That's don't okay. even know how. <laughs> how I missed that part of your story. What, what happened? It was a culture shock for me because I had come from the agency, um, you know, been overseas a lot, worked with many men, members of the SEAL teams, and had never experienced any negative treatment whatsoever. So it was quite a shock for me, you know, really from my first day of Quantico on. Um, it just didn't stop ever. And from what I understand, it hasn't changed. Um, there's a EEO lawsuit right now, 17 women, um, about gender discrimination. So what's happening can. there? You know, I mean, do we have a chance of cleaning this out? If you asked me that before I found out about this new lawsuit, I would have probably said yes. But it's disturbing to me that in 2020, we mm-hmm. are still having this issue. I would, I would have thought that perhaps things would have changed. When the police become the bad guys, <laughs> you're in trouble because there's no who do you go to? Who do you go to? Well, and that's what had happened. Um, my instructors at Quantico were terrible to me, too. Um, it really was kind of all the way up the chain. Um, didn't stop. I don't want any of the details because I, I, okay. I don't care. Um, uh, you know, I, I mean, out of respect, I don't care. <laughs> it's in the I, I book. Yeah. yeah, I just don't I just don't need to hear somebody to recant or recount, uh, regale all of their worst nightmares. How bad was the sexual uh, uh, you know, trouble. What it were was, they doing? Um, I would say it was more verbal than anything else. Um, 
and I know you don't want stories. I'll just give you one anecdote. You can't. You can. sort of, I just don't. I don't like pressing people on stuff like. No, that. I can give you one small anecdote sure. that will sort of set the stage, I guess, for everything else, and you'll, mm-hmm. I guess, gain an understanding of of how it proceeded. Um, one of the very first things that you do at Quantico, and I'm not sure that we still do that there, um, is interview. You learn, you know, how to conduct interviews, mm-hmm. and so you have to wear a suit instead of your uniform to do that. Fine, and it was the same suit I had worn for five years at the CIA. Never had experience any pushback about it i did my interview did fine but my head instructor called me into her office afterwards and said that i needed to write a letter of apology um to my interview instructor because my suit made him uncomfortable and that i needed to go buy new suits um and (laughs) you know i'm sort of embarrassed to say that i did do it um i probably should have quit you know right there I'm not really a quitter, and I, I wanted to finish almost despite these people, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I did buy new suits, and was I was digging through old pictures recently, and I found my graduation picture from Quantico. My mom was like, the crotch of your suit is down to your knees, because I had purchased such large suits to sort wow. of overcompensate wow. uh, for that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. The name of the book is The Unexpected uh, Spy, uh, Tracy Walder, and I have not had a chance, obviously, to read it yet. I want to read it. I want to have you back and talk um, uh, uh, and, and do a podcast with you because your your story, what you've done, what you've accomplished is um, is pretty remarkable. And now that I know the rest of the story, it's even more so. Uh, so thank you for thank coming by. Thank you for by. having me so much. And I want to he- hear how the transition. Now you're a teacher <laughs> at an all girls school. I, I mean, you've led quite a life. Yes. Uh, Tracy Walder is uh, the author, and the name of the book is The Unexpected Spy. We return to the program in just a minute. Stand by. I'm not a big fan of people doing things in my name, especially, you know, uh, when I don't know about it. We live in a digital world, and much of what makes us up as people in society is uh, floating around in the ether. There are people now that are trying to grab that stuff and be you in all of the wrong places. There is something that you can do about it, and that is fight cybercrime with LifeLock. Identity theft is a serious issue. Somebody's identity is stolen every two seconds, and you might miss uh, what's happening with your identity if you're only monitoring your credit. That's why LifeLock is there. They detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. And if there's a problem, I love this. This is where it really makes sense to have it. Hey, uh, somebody's got your identity. Just thought I'd let you know. Thank you. What do I do with that information? They have a team of experts that work to fix it. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK or head over to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25% now. LifeLock.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Oh. Wow, there are some uh, major things happening uh, politically that you should know about. First of all, Warren has just dropped out of the presidential race. So that means it is now officially Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, and Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi's moving up to third. She is right <laughs> behind place. you guys. Yeah, she's there. I think it would be great. Like Maybe they'll both drop out and she'll just win. Yeah. That, that would be an interesting turn. So what does this mean? Who does this benefit? Yeah, and, and by the way, we should point out that I don't think she's said it herself yet. There are reports uh, that it is happening as we mm-hmm. speak, however. 
Um, you know, here is a, what does it mean? I mean, it helps Bernie, clearly. Uh, though it's not, mm. it, it's not entirely clear that her votes would go to Bernie. And it's not entirely clear that she would endorse Bernie. Um, she did endorse uh, Hillary in 2016. Yep. She's, she's much more of an establishment creature than, yeah. than Bernie And I is. think people look at her as much more of an establishment creature. You could also make the argument she goes out, she uh, endorses, um, she goes endorses Biden. It might be the type of thing where he would consider her for VP or something else big, um, because that would you would think completely uh, close the door on Bernie. Bernie's in in serious trouble. This has gone out of control fast. We talked to you about this poll um, a little bit earlier in the program. New poll out of Florida taken yesterday. Uh, with Bloomberg still included in the race. so And they, Warren. And Warren as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden 61, Sanders 12. This is like the... I've never seen a jolt of caffeine into a campaign like this in, this. in in history. Well, I've never seen this happen in my lifetime. Yeah. I mean, every day I come in and I'm like, I got a report on something I've never seen happen in my lifetime. Amazing times. Every single day. These are historic times. You should be keeping a diary. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Welcome to the program. Time for our coronavirus update. You get it every day at this time. We've gone over a lot of stuff today, but there are some really important things that we haven't hit yet, and we'll do them in our coronavirus update from Johns Hopkins, all of the stats, uh, and so much more coming up in a second. Also, it looks like Warren has dropped out of the presidential race. We'll give you the latest on that, the amazing polling that is coming out. I've never seen anything like this, but I feel like I say that every day. All of this and so much more begins in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you are, uh, if you suffer through the agony of a bad shave, if you have, you know, my my son-in-law, he shaves and uh, he gets ingrown hairs and it's just really, really difficult for him to shave. Uh, I know I, I get razor burn real bad when I shave. If you're tired of that, no matter how many times you try to, plow that razor over your skin it is just a little bit of stubble that is left someplace and you just give up and you just don't want to have any more razor burn may i suggest shave secret the truth is you don't need expensive blades and creams and soaps or gels for a clean close shave all you need is shave secret it will dramatically reduce the number of nicks and cuts and ingrown hairs that uh, that uh, that shaving rash will be gone. You add three to five drops to a wet palm, you massage it into your skin, and you're ready to shave. It works for both men and women, and it's widely available. And it comes online, online at Amazon, also at shavesecret.com, but you can get it at your favorite store as well, regionally at HEB and Wegmans Grocery. It's also available at Walmart, and you can find it online at Amazon or shavesecret.com. Use the promo code back on their website and get 10%. That's Amazon or shavesecret.com. Use the promo code BECK. Our coronavirus stats now from John Hopkins. As of 5.30 in the morning, Central Time, total confirmed cases now are 96,286. That is up about 2,000 from yesterday at this time. With that being said, you're going to see this case number start to rise because America is going to start doing extensive tests 
you know, just a week ago, there have only been about 400 people that had had a coronavirus test. Now they're starting to enter into the thousands. So we will see that number go up. And the percentage of the death rate, that death rate is really important. You'll start to see that come down. Total confirmed deaths is up about 100 people globally. 86 countries have now confirmed cases. That is an addition of five new countries overnight. Seven more now have suspected cases. 17% of active cases are now considered serious. Now, that number is important. That number is dropping. Just at the beginning of last week, that number was 19% of all active cases were serious, meaning they required hospitalization or, uh, or the 5% that require ICU. The United States now has 160 confirmed cases, now 11 deaths, 10 in Washington State and one in California. We're going to give you the details on what's happening in Washington State because it's a little crazy in Washington. The confirmed cases in the U.S. now include Washington State, Oregon, California, Arizona, Texas, Wisconsin, Illinois, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, with an additional suspected case in Missouri and Colorado. California and Washington have the highest number of infections with 40 plus cases in each state that makes sense those are huge asian population centers and the closest to uh, asia in washington king county is now asking all 2.2 million residents of king county that's the seattle area county all 2.2 million residents to work from home if possible County officials are asking employers to move from work to a home basis for all office and administrative workers, if possible. The request also includes recommendations to avoid any large gatherings of more than 10 people, especially in uh, confined indoor spaces. Officials in Seattle and King County also recommend that any person over the age of 60 or with underlying health issues stay home, avoid going to public places or having physical contact with others just as a precaution. The, the reason why they're doing this is the fatality rate for 60 plus is estimated at this point. But these numbers will come down to be about 5%. So the median age of those who are getting it is 60. The median age for those who are dying is 80. So it is really dependent on age. That's why so many uh, are getting sick in nursing homes. All Washington residents are being asked not to lick envelopes if they are voting by mail in the state's March 10th primary. I don't think I've licked an envelope in a long time, and I'm glad we're past that. Stu's looking at me, giving me a weird look. Yeah, because you do now, if you ever do send out an envelope, which even that, I feel like, is relatively rare at this point. Mm-hmm. They've got the little peel-off yeah, thing, right? 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 Yeah. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah. Hospital officials are asking any person coming into a hospital who suspects that maybe they have COVID-19 uh, the, to call ahead and wear a surgical mask to prevent the spread. However, how are you getting a surgical mask? That's the problem. Uh, surgical masks are in high, high demand. But this is really important for everyone to understand. If you think you have the COVID uh, virus, it is really important to call ahead. 
because you don't want to walk into an emergency room where a bunch of people are that don't have it and then sit in the waiting room. Call ahead and they will make arrangements for you to come. King County has also bought a motel to house COVID-19 patients. Now, the Board of Supervisors purchased the 24-room Kent Motel to house patients who don't require ICU treatment. They say the old motel is ideal because it has hard surfaces which can be disinfected and independent heating and cooling units in each room. There's no shared ventilation just in case COVID-19 is airborne, which we don't know yet. So they bought this old hotel. The problem is uh, they didn't let the, the mayor or anybody else in the area know that that's what they were planning. The move is designed to ensure hospital beds are reserved for those requiring ICU and other life-saving medical procedures. We are going to see this more and more because our hospital staffs are going to be overworked. This could be a real nightmare. I would hope that there are those Florence Nightingale types that are thinking now that they want to volunteer their time uh, because I think we're going to need volunteers in the future. Counties, uh, the King County is also using 18 mobile homes originally planned for homeless shelters in a secondary location near the motel. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, has also designated modular homeless shelters as potential COVID-19 quarantine facilities for the homeless or other patients. California has set up 18 FEMA-provided modular home homeless shelters in January of 2020, which now could be used as quarantine centers. The WHO, the the WHO, and the CDC are now saying, please, please stop comparing COVID-19 to the seasonal flu. Now, this is where it gets dicey. Because right now, you need to understand, the most important thing we can do is contain this. We don't know what this will turn into. We think that the death rate, we think we have a handle on that. We think the death rate is going to be a lot, uh, a lot lower is going to start falling. And as it starts to fall, uh, you will see that people will not panic so much. The reason why I think people are panicking is they don't know what this is. This is the, this is the unknown and the, the lack of known unknowns. Do you know what I mean? The, the old Rumsfeld thing. Right. Okay, we don't know what we don't know yeah. yet. And I think because this is so new, people are freaking out about it. So they're saying, don't say this is just like the flu, because then people won't take it seriously. And we, Which they should. The they flu should. kills a lot of freaking people. Yeah. 600,000 people worldwide every year. It's a big deal. It's not something you should... You should you should be able to just dismiss. They're thinking this is 10 times deadlier and two times more contagious. They think that if if it mutates or if the numbers stay the way they are, which no one thinks except currently the press because of of Donald Trump. Yeah, uh, that it could kill 20 times or 30 times more than the average flu. Remember, we don't have treatments yet, too. It's another big part of this. The reason why the flu uh, rate is so low at 0.1%, right? 
is not because if you left it completely untreated, it wouldn't be a 0.1%. It's a 0.1% because we've developed a really good defense against it. Half the population takes the vaccine every year. Uh, there are four approved medications to treat it. Right, these are all big things that help get that rate lower. We haven't done any of that stuff yet with COVID. That's yeah. why they're so scared of it, especially this year. We don't even know if it's going to be a seasonal thing. If mm-hmm. we go into you know May and this is not dying out, that doesn't give us a break. Right now, we're hoping that this is a seasonal-style flu that will hide itself again until fall. And when it hides itself, we'll have time to really stock up, really prepare, really get up on our feet. So we're trying to play catch-up now because, and it's not that anyone is behind, it's just that this was an unknown it is a brand new virus of the likes of which we've never seen before they're saying that the concerns the reason why they say don't say this is like the flu is because people won't they think won't take the necessary precautions to prevent and slow the spread as much as possible their real concern here is that hospitals are going to be overwhelmed my real concern is if you're in Oklahoma or Kansas or heck, even Idaho, any place where you have a a regional hospital and then you're looking at a very, very small hospital where we only have a couple of doctors. When that doctor gets sick and they will if they are treating everybody in town, when that doctor gets sick. Who's going to replace that doctor? How does that doctor get sleep so they don't get uh, uh, sick? So they're really concerned about just our resources being overrun. Right now, up in, um, in Washington State, the fire department, the ambulance, anybody who was called on that first death now is in quarantine. So now all of those firefighters and paramedics can't go out and help people. That's why they want you to call in advance. Hey, I think we need to get you to the hospital. Okay, call the ambulance. Tell them this is COVID-19. They may be asking that now, but in Seattle on that first death, they didn't ask that question. Nobody informed them. When they got there, it was too late. The other thing, the reason why this is being taken so seriously is not because of what it is today, but what it could continue to become if it mutates into something more dangerous. It is already split once from an original S strain uh, to the L strain. And I said earlier today that the L strain is actually less deadly. That's not true. It's actually the reverse of that. The L strain is more deadly. So it's already beginning to mutate. I want to talk to you a little bit about what the banks are doing and what the IMF did yesterday, what Congress did, what the president did, because there's there's a couple of things that I think is really, really important that our government is doing and there's and and the banking sector. But there's also something that just bothers me a great deal and I can't put my finger on it yet. And I want to share that in one minute. for pound unless you are an international spy driving is probably one of the most dangerous things you do for any extended period of time during your day a lot of rides literally 
uh, a lot of it just is on the ability and the trust that you have that your car is going to get you from place to place safely and efficiently. That's why when things go wrong, it kind of really, really sucks. Car Shield has affordable protection plans right now that can save you thousands of dollars for a covered repair. And that includes the computer in your car, the GPS, all the electronics, and a lot more. Those computer chips are a fortune when you have to replace them. They have customizable monthly plans at CarShield with rates as low as $99 a month. And you can choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield will take care of the rest. They also offer 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. CarShield, they've helped over a million customers, and that's why they're America's number one auto protection provider. Rates now as low as $99 a month. You have nothing to lose. Get covered by CarShield today. Call 800-CAR-6000. Mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com and use the promo code BECK and save 10%. carshield.com, promo code BECK. A deductible may apply. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, I, I, I want to go back to something that we talked about earlier uh, today, um, and that is what's happening with the banking sector. The Dow is down how much? It, I know it opened about 700 points down today. Um, and uh, Down 540 currently. Okay. So it was way up yesterday, way down the day before, way up before that. Um. This is going to be an unstable ride. Anywhere, uh, anywhere from, give me 20% off the high, Stu. What so would that be? About, it's 29, uh, so it's 24,000. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, about that. Okay. Uh, you, know, you, you, you know, obviously that's, that's kind of the technical recession term, about 23,2. Yeah. So I think that anything that we see around 20%, doesn't really concern me um it is not good but it's also the world hasn't seen something like this when it starts to go down you know uh, closer to 30 percent when it starts to get down to you know dow twenty thousand, then we're talking about some real trouble and i think we might hit those things because airlines are starting to have to um take losses uh the cruise industry is going to take huge losses all of these things they, they just moved the um the bond movie because that movie they think the theaters are going to be empty this spring and they probably will be so all of the industry that requires you to go out all restaurants everything else they're going to take a real hard hit anything that you can get delivered to your house will be better um, but we're going to we're going to change the economy. If this continues to go for a long time, we're going to change the economy into a very isolated style economy. Now, the IMF chief yesterday called for a, quote, all outs, no regrets response to the epidemic, which poses, quote, a serious threat to the global economy at a time of uncertainty, quoting, uh, quoting, it's better to do more than to do not enough. All right. This is good, but here's the problem. We, what, what is it that this is going to do right now? 
except use all of the bullets you have in your gun. You know, that was the problem with the Fed. The Fed started to use all of the bullets in their gun, uh, and there's not going to be anything left afterwards. We're already moving uh, the Fed rate down. They're asking for more uh, in Fed cuts and more for the central banks. At some point, nothing's going to have an effect anymore. It's like an overuse of antibiotics. The, the central bank cuts are like antibiotics to the economy. And after a while, they just don't work anymore. It's going to be interesting to see. Now, a way the Fed cut might be useful is for companies that need to keep their doors open. And if they can, if they can borrow money at almost 0% interest rates, they can keep their doors open and just hope to make it up later. But I, I'm concerned that the IMF and the Fed are just opening up the floodgates at this point. That just doesn't seem logical to me or the right move to me. What do you think the the percentage, zero to 100, what, what percent of the panic that's going on now is just a result of the way these various governments are handling this? Like, And they may be doing it appropriately, but like they are signaling to us, hey, we're closing down all schools in the country of Italy. Like these are situations you wouldn't. So I think these are two competing things. I think they are. You have to do what I think the world is reacting to this in a very positive way, an appropriate way. Yes. And I think for medical issues, I think they're doing the right thing. I think by saying stay at home, Mm -hmm. work from home, blah, blah, blah. I think those are all really good things to do. However, if I'm the economist in the room and I'm only worried about that because that's my job, right. I'm like, okay, you're going to uh, you're going to save this, but you're going to kill this. And what point, you know, we might be saving in the short term, for instance, the overwhelm of the system, which is it has to be done an overwhelming of the medical system. But at the same time, while you're saving the medical system, you may be killing the economy, which drives the medical system. You know, I mean, how do you buy anything Mm. when nobody has any money? So uh, I think they're just walking this line that has not been walked ever before. I'm concerned that the Fed moves as quickly as the medical people are moving because the medical people have more bullets in their gun than the Fed You're does. Listening to Glenn Beck. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now, while these rates are so low, I want you to do the financially responsible thing. Right now, if you could save money on your mortgage or if you can consolidate and save $1,000 a month, That'd be the smartest thing you could do right now. You really need to get prepared for what could be coming economically to your life, your world. You do it without panic. You do it, you know, when nobody else is thinking about it. While everybody else is thinking about toilet paper, may I suggest you refi your loan. 
may I suggest you go back in and look at your mortgage and see if you can you can flip it and get a better mortgage rate. Right now, American Financing will do a mortgage reveal uh, review with you. They'll show you what you're eligible for. You may be able to save a thousand dollars or month um, or more just by going to American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Before obsessing uh, about the coronavirus was cool, Glenn did a special on it. You can watch it at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use GB20 for 20 bucks off. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Thursday, and what a week it's been. We've had the uh, we've had Super Tuesday change the world. Uh, looks like Elizabeth Warren has just dropped out. Mm-hmm. We saw the latest poll in Florida. This is with Elizabeth Warren and Michael Bloomberg still in the race. Those two are both gone. It shows Biden winning. With, I think, 61% of the vote. 61% of the vote. And Bernie came in two with 12. I will say, actually, uh, Bernie came in third place behind Bloomberg. So wow. Bloomberg now not in the race. Warren I've not never in the race. Like it. I, I, in my entire life watching politics, I have never seen a bigger turnaround in so, a campaign than this one. You've seen stuff like, you know... There were issues like John McCain, for example, mm-hmm. had to fire all of his advisors. Yeah. Uh, but that was like 2007. Yeah. And then he turned it around before people started voting. So this is after the voting started. It's incredible. I want you to realize that this is the time I warned you about. I mean, I just met with my producers yesterday and said, hey, we need to go through everything because this is like Glenn Beck prediction central right now everything that is happening so much of it we talked about 10 years ago uh and the biggest one is there's going to come a day when you don't recognize the country when everything you thought was solid will be liquid and everything liquid will be solid you will not be able to predict it and you will be overwhelmed by the the events of the day i want you to get used to saying this I've never seen this before in my lifetime. It is going to get worse and worse. And every day you will say that both good and bad. Let me give you a good from yesterday. We didn't even have chance to talk about this. We did a podcast a few year, a few uh, months ago uh, with a uh, what's his name? Brown. Uh, he's a futurist. And he was talking about CRISPR. And how medicine is going to change overnight. And I brought up that, you know, socialized medicine is a thing of the past. And because of technology, you're not going to have to worry about all of the high cost of things or going to the doctor because they will be able to um, they'll be able to diagnose you from home. And you're going to want to have AI over a real doctor. So Jeff Brown said, well, it's like CRISPR right now with eyes. I said, what? He said, we're about a year away from uh, announcing that we can cure blindness. Well, yesterday, that test was done on the first patient. And what they did is the doctor made a little teeny slit in the, um, uh, in the eye of one patient who has been blind. Put three drops of, you know, a CRISPR made, you know, some, I don't even know how this works, but it's, it's, it it 
If you knew how it worked, you would have invented it already. I know. I don't even know how it works. But the CRISPR takes, and instead of taking uh, genes and uh, things out of a body and then trying to fix them, it just goes in. You just put a little bit of this this liquid in, and it goes and seeks out the problem in your brain and or in your body, and it fixes mm. any of the cells or anything that are broken, and it kills the problem and fixes it. So they they just put three drops of this stuff in the guy's eye and they believe that in the next few weeks he will have sight that we will have cured in his case one kind of blindness. Jeff Brown was saying we're probably going to cure blindness in the next year or two almost all blindness. So I've never seen that before in my lifetime. No. There's I mean, it, a lot of good things that are happening. And it will seem incredible that we ever let it happen. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, it's like when we, everyone looks back at that story of the doctor who was like, hey, guys, you know how everyone's dying here, and but they're not dying in that other hospital? And they're washing their hands over there. We're not here. What do you think we wash our hands in between surgeries? That's and, crazy. And the cadavers and dealing with the cadavers. Yeah. What do you think? And they're like, oh, that's crazy. And we look back at that and just mock it. Right? How in... 10, 15 years, we're going to look back at the time where these things like blindness or the idea that even a global pandemic could occur may very well seem ridiculous to us. Kind of like how it, you know, in a way the Spanish flu does, right? From, you know, 1918, you're wiping out like huge percentages of the population. It doesn't seem possible now in some ways. Well, this would, can you imagine how much worse this would be if we didn't have the communication that we have mm-hmm. now? Uh, you know, we would have had ship after ship, plane after plane after plane come in and we'd all be sick before we'd even realize it because we just didn't have the connections that we do today and be able to track things and figure out, wait a minute, why is everybody getting sick? And wait, it, everybody's getting sick over in China first. Um, it would have been, you know, witchcraft uh, almost compared to where we are today. But that's one of the things that I think you really have to understand is. We you're seeing things today that you've never seen before on this and I dare I say it pandemic. We're not, by the way, my gut is they're not calling this a pandemic because that triggers all kinds of legal things. And nobody wants to make the call on. Okay, well, pandemic means this legally. And so all the insurance companies and everybody else, you're screwed. So I think that's why this is not being called a pandemic, even though this has met every single uh, every single mark for a global pandemic mm. at this point. Uh, but you're going to see things that you don't understand, and you have to put them into context. Yeah, I can, contextually is I think where my you know a lot of people's fear is coming from. Right, where you might say, okay, well, we've heard these things before, SARS and mirrors, and we've heard all of these bird flu and swine flu and you know they're scary and everything but like what are you going to do you you normally just kind of step back and say you throw your hands up and you don't worry about it what's interesting about this one i think that's different than all of those is the way governments companies are reacting to it right where first we saw this in china where they're you know they're welding people inside of apartment buildings Mm -hmm. like we but this is china it's a communist country Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they shut down a city of how many 11 million people that's really strange but still okay it's It's china China. they do really crazy things and they got a little bit of criticism from the sars thing where they didn't you know clamp down on it fast enough so maybe they're overreacting when you see a country like italy 
say all of our schools are closed in the entire country. That is like that that hits you at a totally different level. We're seeing now is it King County in Seattle? Yeah. Is basically telling everyone in the county. Now this is this is the King County is yeah, the Seattle, Seattle County. The Seattle County. Yeah. You know what? Don't go anywhere. Stay inside. To 2.2 million people that are being asked by King County. That's they're not they're not requiring it. Right. They're just point. asking. They're asking all 2.2 million residents. Don't leave your house. Now, when's don't go the, to work. when is the last time you remember a request like that? Well, I don't remember it being a request. The only time I can think of that I heard a city mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't a city that size in America being told, do not leave your house was the Boston the, shooters, the Boston bombing, yeah. Sar- uh, Sarnovs. Yeah, the right? right. And why? Because we had active terrorists driving around the city, setting things on fire, letting off bombs and shooting people. And so and I believe it was actually technically legally still a request. Uh, that, but everyone kind of listened because right. we really don't want to be outside with the terrorists. We want the, the cops to be able to find these guys, and they did. So, okay, so if you're comparing it to that, I can see why you panic. And that is normal to panic when it's like that because you're like, uh-oh, there's something outside that can kill me, right? Yeah, right. All right, so that's not what they're actually doing. What they're actually doing is if this – if everybody goes outside and everybody starts to get sick because they're passing it around, if you get sick, what are you going to do? Go to the doctors. Go to the doctor. Go to the hospital. The doctor right now, there's nothing the doctor can tell you. Your average doc can't tell you anything except, you know what? Stay at home. Stay at home. It does, I don't Gatorade. think it's the coronavirus, but I can't test you for it because we don't have that. If it's really bad, you know, you got to go to the hospital and they can test you for it. Okay. So if you're if you are 60 plus and you're having real problems or if you have, you know, any kind of complex uh, complications, you should go to the hospital, call in advance and your doctor will do that. Well, now that you've gone to the doctor, if you do have coronavirus, you now have risked everyone in the waiting room who is there for another reason, Mm. plus the nurses, plus the doctor. And if we're all doing that with our doctors, the doctors are getting sick. The ambulance drivers are getting sick. The the firemen, the police, all of the people that make all of our health system work are going to get sick. All right. You can't have them sick and you can't overwhelm the system. And so for your long term protection, they're saying there is something out here that will kill us. And that is all of our emergency people being overwhelmed and sick. So please stay at home. It's why they are putting that, why these cities are saying, you know what? Let's, let's buy an old motel. Seattle just bought an old motel, two of them, I think, and said, we're going to put people in there that we think have the coronavirus. We're going to isolate them there. Why? So they're not in the hospital. Mm. Well, they should be in the hospital. No, if they need to be in ICU, yes. Unfortunately, if they go to the hospital, they can get somebody who just is on kidney dialysis sick. Right, because they're also surrounded by everybody else who is in the most vulnerable position to this particular virus. Remember, you have a good chance of dying if you have another complication. So if you're already in the hospital because of something that is not related to coronavirus, if that patient gets it, 
they're going to die. So what you're seeing here is the protection of the system. And I think that's really important. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. So you're saying it, in a way, it's almost like they are incentivized to heighten your worry a little bit. Right. Because if they if they if they were to downplay it. Right. That would be bad because then people wouldn't care and they wouldn't uh, take any precautions. But I don't think that they're heightening it at all. I think they're telling you the truth. Nobody is saying, oh, my gosh, there's a killer pandemic out there and we're all going to die. What they're saying is this. We need the masks. So they're telling you on one hand, they're telling you, uh, you know, the masks don't work. Well, yes, they do. And how do I know? Because by the next sentence. We need the masks at the hospital. Okay. So if they don't work, why do the hospital need them? That's good. Okay. But they're what they're saying to you. They're using this language because they know a lot of dummies will say, well, I need that mask. I got to have that mask because I'm going to work and I've got to have that mask. I'm going to travel on a plane. They're telling you instead, don't travel on the plane. Don't go to work. Don't use the mask. You probably don't even know how to use it. And if you're walking around and you don't know how to use it, it's not going to help you anyway. But the people who are on the front lines because of you, dummy, hoarding the masks, those people have to have a mask because they have people like you will be because you didn't know how to use the mask coming in and going, Doc, (coughs) I think I'm sick. They have to have a mask because You are going to go in and cough on their face. And then when they're gone, who replaces them? If 30% of our medical and emergency personnel are sick, do you know what that does to America? Do you know what that does to you and your family? This is why they're saying stay home. It's not a panic. We're all going to die. They're trying to protect the system. So we don't all die because we were all stupid. Not because of the coronavirus. If you don't know your numbers, you do not know your business. You've heard me say this quite a bit at this point, and it's absolutely true. Successful companies know that in order to grow faster, you have to have the right tools. And if you want to take your company from a $2 million to a $10 million company, or from a $10 million to a hundreds of million in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle gives you the tools to turbo your charge uh, for growth. Now, listen, this is something I, I met with the NetSuite people, and I begged for a dashboard for so long can i just see all of the things in one screen so we can make some decisions based on something other than well i don't know it kind of feels kind of good you can't run a big business this way and a small business even if you're going to try to take your company from a two million dollar business to a ten million dollar business you have to know your numbers i want to take the business and and really grow it great I've already learned the lesson. You can't unless you have your hands around all of the data all the time. And that's where NetSuite by Oracle comes from. NetSuite is the number one world cloud business system trusted by more than 19,000 companies. Mine is one of them. Mine is actually two of them. It's the last system that you're ever going to need. It's NetSuite. Business grows here. NetSuite. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com slash beck. netsuite.com slash beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
golly. Welcome to the program. I'm glad you're here. Um, we have, uh, we have, has it been a marathon? Doesn't it seem like it's a marathon in the last couple of weeks? I mean, I mean, go back to, yeah, the, you know, all of the huge developments that have happened. I mean, the last two days, two presidential candidates have dropped out. You had one of the biggest, you know, political all of them, except for except for Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, well, and, and Tulsi. Tulsi yeah. makes her move yeah. now. now. She's already she's... climbed up, up the ladder to third place. Right. She's in right. striking distance now. Right. And this is when she turns it on and, and takes I them both by surprise. I don't think that's true, but uh, <laughs> I, so, want it I mean, to be true. It's, it is crazy. Uh, the the poll, the latest poll from Florida. Mm-hmm. Just listen to this. Remember what a week and a half ago, Joe Biden was done. He was done. Yeah. Listen to this poll in Florida. Uh, Joe Biden, 61. Second place, Michael Bloomberg, who dropped out on wait, the day they took the poll. Wait, wait. Uh, he's at 14%. Uh-huh. Then uh, Bernie Sanders at 12 and Elizabeth Warren at 5. Uh, so Bloomberg is out and Warren is out. And, and Sanders was at 12. This is... Remarkable totally remarkable uh again not something i've seen in my lifetime get used to saying that because we are in a whole new world all right we'll see you tomorrow same time same stations unless aliens kidnap me tonight (laughs) you're listening to glenn beck